0: This show, the establishment warned you about. That's right. Thank you for joining us Today's Dr. Tommy show. We are broadcasting live from the free state of Florida. And we're glad you're here today. Uh, this is uh, free state of Florida. Right up the road from us is Lando Lakes, Florida. We're in Tampa. Lando Lakes, Florida is right up the road from us. I don't know if you listen to Rush or uh the clay and buck show but they have this and glenn black too but they have this a recurrent advertisement for tunnel to towers tunnel to towers is a um, charity that is for first responders and uh, fallen uh, uh, service members and they build homes for those who are either injured uh catastrophically injured or otherwise injured or also those who lose their lives they'll pay off the mortgages anyway tunnel to towers is building a let's do good village right up the road from us in land of lakes just heard that on the way and i thought it was interesting they got a uh, land donated to them from uh, somebody locally apparently and uh they are building 100 homes in there and these these homes are built free of charge to the for, to the family members it's a way of saying thank you for your, your service and thank you and uh, uh, and hopefully to help help them get their life back in order after this catastrophic loss that they've had. And um, it's interesting that it's it's right up here and, and, and it's a national thing and here we are. Uh, Tunnel to Hours actually, uh, Rush did a uh, stand up for Betsy Ross t-shirt that was due to the response of Nike canceling the Betsy Ross shoe at the behest of uh the uh uh, what's his name uh the kneeler colin kaepernick didn't like the betsy ross felt like it was a a racist or something anyway he could they canceled the betsy ross shoe so Rush did the stand up for betsy ross shirt and it sold so well then they donated the money to tunnel towers and anyway that's good that they're building those up the road from us here in lando lakes in florida yeah, uh, so we're here in the Florida, and as everywhere else, every as everyone else in the in the country is paying for uh, Biden gas. Biden gas is increasingly hitting the cu- pocketbooks of everybody, whether you're. Uh, making twelve dollars an hour, or even more, fifteen or two hundred—it doesn't matter. You're still getting hit by it, and uh, you're getting hit in more ways than one. Um, one of the ways you're getting hit is the direct cost when you go to the pump to fill up. But the other cost is obviously everything's costing more. We was talking to Tracy the other day; she was saying that you know this inflation that they talk about as being seven percent or something thereabouts is got to be—it's got be, to be wrong because. Some food prices are inflated um, fifty percent at least. We have a patient uh, who has a concrete business, and he said from he poured concrete slab for uh, playgrounds at a school, and uh, between um, basketball courts, and between one week he poured the concrete one week, and then uh, maybe it was even later in that week. Within that short period of time of about a week, the price of the concrete rose by five hundred dollars. So that's just what you're seeing. But anyway, J.P. Morgan, this is from The Blaze. J.P. Morgan analysts say you'll be paying $6 per gallon for gas this summer. Isn't that something? It says the national average price of gas is a record high of four fifty-seven, according to American Automobile Association AAA. 16% increase over last week. I don't know what we're going to do about this. This is uh, increasingly becoming unbearable. And with uh, <laughs> an ominous sign, this, uh, this is from the Gateway Pundit. It says here, Biden gas price spiraling, California tops six dollars as pumps in Washington state run dry. Now, here's the scary part: some stations add fourth number to pumps in preparation for double-digit gas prices. Can you believe that? If this was Donald Trump in office right now, there would be nonstop on the net, on the uh, drive by be, drive by media and uh, anywhere that is uh, from the establishment, you'd see nonstop coverage of what has Donald Trump done to cause this and what is he doing and why hasn't he resigned yet because of this this catastrophe that he's caused. And it'd be the same thing for all the other stuff that uh, Joe Biden has done or been, been around. I, I hate to say he's done it because uh, it's clear that Joe Biden is not doing anything other than standing there and being prompted by Dr. Jill when to speak and what to say and who to wave to and if his grand grand grandkids in the audience or not. And anyway, Joe Biden's people, the people who run Joe Biden, and I think it's uh, probably most likely uh, Barack Obama coming back to finish the job to to take the to take the take the country down down a notch. You know, he he always had a chip on his shoulder about the United States. When he was first elected, he went on his famous apology tour where he went all over the world and apologized for the United States and all the sins that they've done in the past. And, you know, and and throughout his presidency, he worked to downgrade the United States. And he even said at one point back again to he's returning to finish the job when the gas prices were up under his watch. He said that he and I think they had gone up to four dollars maybe or maybe it was only three fifty. He said that he wished that the gas price hadn't gone up so fast. He's not—he's not so worried about the gas price going up. He just wished it hadn't gone up so fast. Because in these elitists' mind, in the, the minds of these elitists, they don't care what the gas price caused. You know, I said I misspoke earlier when I said, you know, people are feeling the heat whether they're making twelve dollars an hour, or two hundred. Some people aren't feeling the heat. Uh, people like uh, Joe Biden, people like Barack Obama, people like Nancy Pelosi. Uh, the celebrities that you see on TV—they don't care what the gas price is. The gas price to them is irrelevant. They have never—they—they uh, they don't struggle to 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 make ends meet for one, and and the gas price is is not something that maybe they didn't even pay for. Um, in the case of the politicians, they have uh, they have limousines that drive them around, and you and I pay for those, so they don't care what the gas price calls. But uh, back to the thing is, you know. Joe Biden. If any of these things that were happening now or took place under Donald Trump, we would never hear the end of it. And all of us who voted for Donald Trump or supported him uh, would be considered uh, anathema, and we would be called on the carpet. And you would see the people too. You would see other people in the in our party, in our in our side, I guess you call it, who would be apologizing and saying. I, I voted for the guy, but right now he's just got to resign. It'd be like the Nixon moment when the when the Republicans on the Hill told Nixon he has to he has to resign because he has no support. That's what they'd be calling for, and the news would be nonstop. Nicole Wallace would be uh, nonstop talking about. You know, are they going to go to the hills? Uh, Mitch McConnell going to go and tell Donald Trump to resign because of the gas prices, because of the formula shortages, because of the crackhead sun, because of all the different things, because of the the miserable uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan, because of the ministry of truth, all these different things that Joe Biden has done. If Donald Trump had done it, he would be uh, he'd be called out on it constantly. And you and I would be called out about it. But instead, it's ignored. It is uh it is ignored or, or it is it is said to be something that is not his fault it's it's the fault of you pick it it's the fault of Abbott for making bad formula it's the fault of uh, uh, Putin for invading Ukraine which I just saw there was a, a headline that said that uh, Fiona Hill was this uh, I think she was ambassador to Ukraine she said I guess she had let it let it slip that uh, Putin was waiting for Biden to, or waiting for Trump to leave office before he invaded. She kind of had a slip of the tongue. Every now and then, these people will say something that is truthful on accident. On accident, they'll they'll speak the truth on accident. And when it happens, uh, sometimes you'll, you'll catch it. A lot of times, the drive-by media will never report it. But if you go to, you know what sources to go to, you can find these things. But uh, yeah, the, the thing is that the stock market is is continuing to go down, and then is everything that that um, Hunter Biden has done. is it's things that they tried to attribute to Donald Trump's kids, uh, whether it be the the selling the office for selling the name for personal gain. Hunter Biden, uh, uh, the, they didn't accuse any of Donald Trump's kids of being crackheads, but he, uh, Hunter is a crackhead. Admitted, um, deadbeat dad. He's he's a you know, he's, a, he's just a he's a composite character of everything that you would consider a, a bad a bad seed to be if it was the president's son. And if it was Donald Trump, they could attribute all those things to him. And and Hunter is the composite character of all those bad attributes. And it's under Biden. And because it is, this swept under the rug. So it just angers me when I get there into the gas station and pay $86 to fill up. And I know it, it hurts people that are, there's some people that can't even work go to work they can't afford to go to work I was in Lowe's one time and the guy was telling me that they're having trouble getting people to come to work because by Wednesday they're out of money and now this was uh months ago so this one the gas price was only three something you imagine what it is now it's four and a half dollars and uh they were saying that people are calling in on Wednesday saying I can't come to work because I don't get paid till Friday None of this is none of this is necessary, by the way. You know, they try to pretend like the only reason is because of Putin. Well let's say that it let's say the only reason is because of Putin. Well the only reason that Putin did what he did is because of Biden, or the people who run Biden. Uh, because they know he's a weak person. They know they're weak people, they know that they don't have any clue about how to uh exert force or uh how to uh use peace through strength. So they are uh they they are they are the reason. The people who run Biden. Speaking of people who are not doing their job, it says this from Breitbart it says uh, only 11 senate conservatives defy establishment to vote against the 40 billion dollar boondoggle in aid to afghanistan so afghanistan is our proxy war now this is afghanistan has taken the place of afghanistan for us to send money to defense contractors so this is our this is our trade off that we got now is 40 billion dollars was the latest amount of money and this is in addition to a 13.5 that was sent earlier so uh, this is what John or Roger Marshall his senator from Kansas, one of the people who voted against it, said he said combining with the original 13.6 billion installment and signed into law in March passage of this bill brings total spending on Ukraine this year to 53.6 billion the largest foreign aid package provided by the Congress in more than 20 years. All the while our NATO ally contributions have dropped off significantly. So here we are we're back to this game uh, where NATO, is not paying their fair share. The people and the members of NATO are not paying their fair share. And it took a guy like Donald Trump to come in there and call this out, to say this is BS, to call this uh, out and say, you know what, you people need to step up and you need to do your job and you need to contribute. But... Now that slow Joe's in there, they're back to just the way they were before. So here it goes. It says, all the while, our NATO ally contributions have dropped off significantly, turning this essentially into a proxy war between the U.S. and Russia. There is no long term strategy and no end in sight. And that's the key right there. There is no strategy. If you were to waterboard uh, the people who run Joe Biden and demand that they tell you what is your what is your strategy and and what is the outcome going to be? No, no matter what they won't be not will not be able to tell you because they don't know they haven't thought through that far they haven't it doesn't matter because what matters is the strategy is to uh inflict uh more and more spending on the taxpayers to pay for this thing because as long as you can say. We are defending democracy, which is this nebulous idea that uh, somehow uh, Ukraine is is representative of democracy. And because of uh, Putin's aggressive actions into Ukraine, then the only way we can uh, achieve uh, a moral victory or, or victory is to have Ukraine beat Russia. And then we're going to have Ukraine beat Russia by doing what? By leaking money to them, $40 billion at a time. If they really wanted to defeat uh, if they really wanted to win democracy or whatever, they would just say, "Look, we are going to go to war. We want to go to war with Russia, and uh, we're going to do this on behalf of Ukraine. We're going to do, do this on behalf of Russia. We're going to we're going to go to war with you uh, with Russia, or we're going to do this on behalf of Ukraine and we're going to go to war with Russia." But we're not doing that. Instead, we're having this proxy proxy fight. Uh, this is just more, you know. And it, the thing is, is that. Rick Scott from the Free State here and also Marco Rubio voted for it. So they're voting for it. And Rand Paul stood against it, and there's a few others here. Um, uh, But there's only 11. Mike Lee was one of them. Josh Hawley. uh, Who else is there? Tommy Tuberville, former Auburn coach. And uh, Marsha Blackburn. So there's there's several others, too. But it's just uh, disappointing that we here we are we're going into this proxy war with russia and we have no outcome we have no uh discernible goals except just to slowly bleed the american taxpayer and as and as uh, senator paul pointed out the uh the money is not there we don't have any money it's not like we have money in the bank savings account and we're going to dip into it rainy day fund we have no money by definition you have no money when you're 30 trillion dollars in debt okay not only do we not have any money in the bank we don't even have walking around money because our budget deficit so we don't have money in the bank we don't have walking around money so you can be in debt you can be in debt and net you could have a net uh, uh negative net um value but you can still have walking around money but we don't have either one of those we don't have uh, we are, we don't have any money in the bank, $30 trillion in debt, and we don't have any money in our pocket because we have a tra- uh, net budget deficit. So, but, so we have to borrow the money from China of all people. So China, as you know, well, know, is not a, you know, is not our friend. And we're going to borrow money from China to give to Ukraine to fight Russia. Is this a, cra- is in the meantime, we have no formula on the shelves. Uh, baby formula is gone. I mean, I never thought I'd live through a time when we had uh, things that are going on like this. It's just disgusting. Uh, more stuff that is interesting. Uh, this is uh, Chris Wallace, as you all know, is the uh, star of CNN Plus that is now uh Gone. It is uh, defunct. It is. At, at, it was twenty. I didn't even think it lasted thirty days. The CNN Plus streaming service. That they had this fantasy that people were going to pay to watch CNN on a streaming service. I mean, this is a this is a cable station, the cable news network that is. Uh, the, most of their viewers probably are either in uh, New York City, Washington D.C., or California or on airports and aside for those people i don't know anybody who watches cnn in in large numbers but anyway cnn plus is gone but that rest assured all of you chris wallace uh, uh, fans out there he is now moving to hbo max and uh so we'll be able to still see him and it's going to be uh who's talking to chris wallace and uh who cares who's talking to chris wallace is probably more accurate Okay, this is, a, this is a interesting. This is you didn't hear about. I guarantee you didn't hear about it. The Gateway Pundit. Dallas man arrested for opening fire in Koreatown hate salon and injuring three Korean women, quote, motivated by hate. Jeremy Smith, 37, was arrested on Tuesday for walking into a hair salon in Koreatown and opening fire on Korean women before taking off in a minivan last Tuesday. Three Korean women were injured in the shooting, and authorities are investigating as a hate crime. Uh, Oh, Jeremy Smith was booked into the Dallas County jails, charged with three counts of aggravated assault, opened fire on seven people with a 22 caliber rifle. It's a, a strange thing to use for attacking people. But anyway, this guy is a hate motivated by hate they say here Uh, what they don't say here is that the jeremy smith what happened to be a black person and that is most likely the reason you're not going to hear about it anywhere on the uh, drive-by media not because they uh uh, not because he's black and, and these people are korean but because it cannot be exploited it cannot be exploited for political gain this is a, uh, a this is a, this is a dead end for politicians who are looking to end gun gun or to enact gun control laws, or to otherwise infringe upon the Second Amendment rights of Americans. And so this is this is a dead end street, and this is this is going to be memory hold. Now, as you well know, there's recent shooting here. I'm sorry, uh, not here, but there was a recent shooting. In Buffalo, a a white supremacist, self-described white supremacist, eighteen-year-old, uh, call him a boy or a man or whatever he is, uh, lunatic, went in and shot these people in a in a convenience store or I'm sorry, a grocery store. Seven people. There was no time wasted at all for politicians to jump on the bandwagon and go and uh, and and use this tragedy as a way to exploit these deaths of these people for their own political game but a guy like this this other guy uh opening fire on koreans it's not going to go anywhere and then um there was another shooting too that took place but again this didn't it didn't involve anything where the politicians could take advantage of it and so they didn't even they didn't even um they didn't go there Uh, that was the uh, chinese national in In California, who shut up a Taiwanese church, nothing, had nothing about it, crickets. And Joe Biden, uh, interestingly enough, not only did he not make any statements about it, he didn't go visit those people like he did in Buffalo. Uh, Have you seen Joe Biden lately? The guy... uh it really is uh, got one foot in uh, in the nursing home. He's he's unable to, to string together even the most basic sentence without garbling his words or otherwise misspeaking, and it's really an embarrassment. And really, what it is is a, a sign that uh, I don't know what's going to happen in twenty twenty four. But I don't. I keep telling Tracy, I don't know how we're going to make it for three more years. I don't know how how we're going to make it as a country with this uh, way that these things are going. This is from the. RedState.com. This is an answer sought after. Fifteen-year-old girl disappeared. Who disappeared from Dallas Mavericks game is found with sex traffickers in Oklahoma City. Such a awful. This is the worst nightmare of any parent. Is their child uh, is kidnapped? And what happened was this uh, young lady was with her father at the Dallas Mavericks game, and she was going to the restroom. So she's 15. Uh shortly before halftime the girl left her seat to use the restroom and never returned. So her father went to the authorities after the game and said um before the game ended and said, "Look, uh my my daughter's missing." And the authorities said, "Well, uh you know, th- this is not our jurisdiction. Uh you know, you have to report her missing in the town in which you live or the county in which you live." And uh so the so the father is distraught, obviously. So he, he goes home and dutifully reports it to the to the law enforcement in the county where he lives, and then they turn around and say, "Well, no, 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 that's not right. You have to you have to file it in the county where it happened." So usually in the usual bureaucratic BS, they send him back and forth, and finally, guys, just he didn't know what to do. He contacted this uh, nonprofit comp- uh, organization called. The Texas Counter Trafficking Initiative, and it and it was able to locate this poor girl who was online online being advertised and sold for sex in Oklahoma City, and uh, she was. Uh, they found her in a motel room where they had been rented for several days in a row, where she was raped repeatedly over the course of two days. She survived. They were able to find uh, find her through this company, or through this organization, Texas Counter Trafficking. But what it made me think of is when I first heard that, I thought of immediately, this makes sense, uh, that this would happen. A lot of times when you have something like this, it's your worst nightmare that you're going to run into some bureaucratic hassle. And that's what happened with these people. Um, And and it kind of reminds me of what happens with the government. Um, I've had occasion in the past where I had to deal with the Social Security Administration on behalf of my mom, who's who's passed away since now since passed away. But anyway it's that feeling you get when you get the uh letter from the from the government this this admit social security administration it could be the irs it could be whoever and you know in the depth of you just feel this uh what is this just just this dread that whatever you're going to open it they're going to somehow screw up your life and it's terrible it has to be this way and not all government is like this obviously not everybody in government's bad but the problem with government is it's so highly bureaucratic and it's BS like this where they didn't find, uh, they didn't report her missing. They didn't do anything because they said, look, it's, it's the wrong jurisdiction. You got to go to this person and this person said, you got to go to this person. In the meantime, this poor lady was trafficked and, uh, and had all of these terrible things happen to her. That is a uh, terrible, but it, it just reminds me, uh, it didn't surprise me at all when I heard that. Um, and I just thought, uh, As much as you can limit yourself with interacting with the the bureaucracy, the better. Okay. So they uh, have approved the Pfizer booster for 5 to 11 now. So if your child is 5 to 11 now, they can not only get vaccinated against, well, we call it vaccinated. I can tell you from experience, uh, getting the COVID vaccine uh, does not... Uh, preclude you from getting the COVID virus, as far as I can tell. And this is an outpatient setting, so I'm not going to speak about the hospitalization and the courses in hospitals and everything, because they say that it, the people who are dying are, are mostly unvaccinated. That's what they used to say, but now it's changing, and, and maybe it's equal numbers or whatever. But I don't know about that part of it. I don't deal with hospitalize, hospitalized people. I can tell you, though, in the outpatient setting, if you have two people and one has had the COVID vaccine, And one has not had the COVID vaccine. Uh, I think as far as I can tell, there is no difference at all when they get COVID, what their condition is. I've seen people who've had COVID who um, didn't have the vaccine, who appear fine. I've seen people who've had COVID who got the vaccine, who appear fine. I've seen people who've had the vaccine and got COVID appear very ill. And I've heard people tell me, patients, that not only were they very ill, but they. one patient... Uh, went to the to the hospital recently because of COVID. Vaccinated person, anyway. So this this COVID booster is approved now from age five to eleven. Well, this is a story from the UK Daily Mail, and this is a uh, this is uh, it says wonderful mother of two, thirty six, died from first dose of COVID Pfizer vaccine. Inquest told. So this lady was uh, given the COVID vaccine last year, actually. In June of last year, she was given the COVID vaccine, June 4th, 2021. She was a full-time mom. She had no significant medical history and was not on any medication when she died. She had her first Pfizer vaccine on June 4th, 2021, and evidence after that shows her periods became irregular. She also reported pain in her arm and jaw. June 15th was a normal day for her. There's no evidence that she was ill on that day. She walked her son to school in the morning and went to get coffee with a friend. That afternoon, she had a 15, 20-minute phone call with her mom. She didn't pick up her son from school. Her brother went to the house where he found her face down collapsed on the floor. She had been on the toilet prior to her collapse. With the help of a local builder, they gained access. Defibrillator was used, but they failed to. uh, They were not able to resuscitate her. And it said, uh, subsequent to her death, a toxicology and post-mortem examination were undertaken initially, and the uh, the doctor who did it said that they was unable to provide a cause of death for her, stating the postmortem findings were quote, unascertained. And then they had this inquest two, a year later, and it says today I heard from Doctor Gattara, and during the course of the evidence, he expressed a change of the view that the balance of the prob- that in the balance of the probabilities is more likely than not that she died from acute myocarditis due to her recent COVID nineteen immunization. So she had actually had these findings that were uh looked like myocarditis when she initially had the uh when she initially died. It says here that the, the only point the only points noted were inflammation of the heart, fluid in her lungs alongside a small clot on her lungs. Now, why why they said that they couldn't find a uh what well, they said the the postmortem findings were unascertained. I don't understand that if she had fluid around her heart. Um uh, but anyway, so this is a lady who was 36 years old who got the Pfizer vaccine last year, one shot. And then 11 days later, she was, she was deceased and from myocarditis. But it took a whole year for it to come out. It makes me wonder what's going to happen in another year or another two years, or another three years. And all these people are getting these vaccines. And how many of these people are going to have similar stories as this? Hopefully not very many but the the concern is that there is something that going on with the vaccines and there is something that is not being told to us and this will cause you to get a uh, potentially banned from Facebook, banned from Twitter, banned from YouTube. That's okay cuz you can watch the show on Rumble. Um but anyway, it just makes me wonder and it makes me concerned that these children are getting vaccinated and we know that children are the most at risk and this is from their own mouth. Uh, the, the vaccine makers that the children are the most at risk for getting uh, myocarditis, young adolescent boys in particular, the most at risk of getting myocarditis or pericarditis from the vaccine. It happens. It's known. It happens. And so many times I've heard that what's reported on the vares website is very minuscule compared, maybe 1% of the actual um, the actual side effects. And if you look at the Vera's website, if you do some research and you can see that the amount of heart related um, complaints has skyrocketed. It is uh, beyond, it is, it's almost beyond exponential. How, how fast the uh, a number of complaints have gone up on the VARES website related to heart-related issues in the age of the COVID vaccine. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens. It's going to be hopefully uh, not bad like this, what happened with this lady, but it does happen. And they say it for the, they say it, um, they admit it. Now, what they also admit is that the, the, the pediatric advocates of the vaccine say is that well there are cases of myocarditis that happen with the vaccine however the cases of myocarditis that happen with the vaccine are rare and they are also more rare than the cases of myocarditis that happen with the infection so what they're saying is is that myocarditis happens with the vaccine yes but it doesn't happen as often as it does when you have the infection therefore and this is when they make the leap It is better to get the vaccine than to not get the vaccine because you'll have less of a chance of getting myocarditis with the vaccine than you will be if you have the infection. Now, that's making two logical errors. One of the errors is, of course, uh, assuming that everyone who is unvaccinated is going to therefore get coronavirus and therefore have a higher chance of getting myocarditis or pericarditis. That is clearly not the case. What is the other and probably the worst logical fallacy is saying that if if you get the vaccine, then you will not get coronavirus, which is clearly not the case, clearly not the case that the vaccine prevents coronavirus infection. And that is why the vaccine should not even be called a vaccine. It should be called a, um, it should be called, uh, you can call it a therapeutic, you can call it a, a, a back uh, COVID shot, whatever you want to call it. It does not provide immunity to coronavirus and it, doing so is misleading the public. They talk about this, you know, they have the Ministry of Truth now, which was recently uh, put on suspension and the, the Mary Poppins, uh, what they call her. Mary Poppins of disinformation, the singing uh, fool who was put in charge of this, Nina Jankiewicz, Uh, She's resigned now. But anyway, the Ministry of Truth would be the ones to say, look, uh, the the vaccine is great, and if you say anything about it, it's, you're wrong. They are the, actually the ones who are putting out misinformation. They are the ones who are putting out disinformation. People like Dr. Fauci. Because how many times did you hear Joe Biden tell you, and I've seen him say it on the, read it off the teleprompter, He said that if you get this vaccine, you won't get coronavirus. Then he said, well, there's breakthrough cases, okay? Very rarely will you get the coronavirus if you have the vaccine. And then you will be called a breakthrough case. And the the chances of that is one in 5,000. You don't hear about breakthrough cases anymore. You know that? Drive-by media does not report breakthrough cases. They don't use those words anymore because they know it's horse crap. They know that people are onto them. They know that if they say that, they look like fools because a breakthrough case is nothing more than a case. A case is a case is a case, whether you've had coronavirus or not. And uh, the, the the idea that these vaccines uh, are are are, are going to it's just it's one of the biggest scams ever foisted upon the American public in my lifetime for sure and uh for for sure it's one of the biggest uh, uh, failures of the medical authorities to adequately and uh, professionally identify the risks and whatever the uh, the rewards are of having a therapeutic risk and benefits of a therapeutic they completely failed and uh, i read somewhere they said Advisor was making a thousand dollars a minute, or maybe a thousand dollars a second, off these vaccines, and that's the answer why this all happened. Uh, this is the uh, this is funny. I saw that there's a different take on this by Babylon B, but here's the take from Just the News, uh, John Solomon's project. John Solomon was a uh, he was he used to be an establishment guy, you know, he was in the Hill, was, and then he started reporting on the Russia hoax, and he was, he was ostracized. And so now he's got just the news. He was, he was kicked out of the uh, good company of all the drive-by media. Anyway, John Solomon's just the news says half of president Biden's Twitter followers are fake audit tool shows. And this the alternative take on it was from the Babylon B that says a shocking study shows that half of Biden's followers are real people. So however you want to take it, either half of their fake or even more surprising half of Biden's 22 million followers are actually real people. It says nearly half of President Biden's 22.2 million Twitter followers are fake accounts, according to an audit tool by software company SparkTora. So this goes back to um, this ongoing thing with Elon Musk and Twitter. The more this goes on, I think that maybe Elon Musk never meant to buy Twitter, and he only meant to use Twitter, and he was going to use Twitter, and he was going to... uh, he was going to use it to uh, destroy Twitter. He was going to use the, the idea of buying Twitter as a way to destroy Twitter. And why do I say that? Well, he, he started off by saying, Look, I, I want to make this offer. He makes this aggressive offer to buy Twitter and he uses this, this number, 54, uh, $54.20. Anyway, it was more than what Twitter was worth at the time. And so he's going to buy it. And then they kind of push back and they're like, Well, Okay, we'll let you buy it then. So then he starts to, you know, make moves toward buying it, and then uh, he slowly starts to slow walk it, and he goes, you know what? I've been reading, or I've been, you know, looking at the numbers, and I think you guys, when you filed the SEC report, that you lied because you say there's only five percent of the followers or users on Twitter are bots. You know, I think it's much more than that, and I think it's more like twenty percent. Anyway, in his deal. He has uh, an out, I think, where he doesn't have to pay the penalty. There's a billion dollar penalty if he if he doesn't follow through with buying Twitter, and I believe this does 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 not force him to pay that penalty. Is if Twitter lied on their SEC filings, and apparently Twitter. Uh, they're going to have to prove now that there aren't 5% bots and that when they reported that, that it wasn't a lie. And what do I say that maybe he did it? Because you know, Elon Musk has always had this kind of uh, presence on Twitter, but he's always been kind of a critic of Twitter. What What better way to really criticize twitter by pretending to want to buy it and then using your uh stage when you're buying it to expose twitter for what it is is this cesspool of uh, um of censorship and also closed-mindedness and uh, hate really violence and hate and uh rush used to always say twitter was a cesspool before he died and that's true twitter is a cesspool and uh but it makes it makes sense though that he would say look I wanna I, buy Twitter and then later on say, you know what? Maybe I don't want to buy Twitter. I've just found out that maybe maybe it's not five percent, maybe it's twenty percent, and maybe you guys at Twitter lied. And maybe uh because you lied, now people are gonna leave Twitter in mass. And maybe when they leave Twitter in mass, it's gonna make the price of Twitter uh tank and your company is gonna become um, uh the the MySpace of the uh mini blog uh social media history. And uh, it'd be interesting if that happened. I wouldn't care if it did. Uh, I wouldn't care one bit if Twitter went away. Uh, I don't care if I don't care if Twitter goes away. I don't care if it stays, but uh, it would be it would be funny to watch it go away like that. Um, you know, uh, Twitter is um, so truth social is the alternative to Twitter, and that's uh, Donald Trump's um, social media program. I've been using that a little bit here and there in getter I don't use either one of them very much. I used to use Twitter. Honestly, I used to use Twitter fairly significantly to, uh, keep up with headlines, but it became such a, uh, sewer more or less of just left-wing hate that I, I abandoned it you know, a long time ago. And, uh, so anyway, well, that's enough for today. Uh, we're We're, we're um, Glad you joined us. If you want to follow us on YouTube or Rumble, or also you can go on to the MP3 download sites. You can go on the iHeartRadio or Spotify and subscribe, and you can keep up with us that way. But uh, until next time, I hope you have a good weekend, and keep safe. Bye-bye.